Hi everyone, I'm Michael Kugelman. I'm the Senior Associate for South Asia at the Wilson Center. And I'm here today with Saeed Ali Zia Joffrey, a research associate at the Center for Security Strategy and Policy Research at the University of Lahore in Pakistan. Ali is really one of the, the great up and coming scholars of South Asian security issues uh, in Pakistan. So Ali, you recently published an article for the National Interest where you argue that Pakistan should not be blamed for what has happened in Afghanistan in recent days, uh, particularly in terms of the Taliban takeover. So why don't you briefly summarize for us uh, your main argument in this article? Thank you very much, Michael, for having me um, in this conversation. Yes, I find it really bizarre that Pakistan is blamed for Taliban's military takeover of Kabul. Uh, and in my article, I gave three reasons. Uh, number one is that, that the Taliban took over Kabul, not because of their military prowess or acumen, uh, but because of the ignominious surrender of the Afghan National Defense Security Forces, which were heavily armed and trained and even created by the US. And uh, they could not even for a day, even for a day, or let's say for a week, uh, operate independently of the US. And they literally surrendered uh, in surrendered in droves. So this is this is this is what happened, and this this is something that was beyond Pakistan's control, and uh, the Taliban did not even need any kind of support from any any country, uh, uh, be it Pakistan or Iran. My second reason is that uh, Pakistan's leverage, even in the 90s over the Taliban, was not as high as people think it was. There are a number of reasons for that, and I don't want to go into the details because this is not the forum. For that, however, uh, Pakistan wasn't able to uh, pull the plug uh, when it came to, you know, saving the Buddhas of the Bamiyan. We were unable to do anything after 9/11, um, and this leverage has attenuated ever since the U.S. has given them legitimacy and given them exactly what they wanted—a superpower talking to a so-called pariah group and giving them exactly what they wanted, giving them Afghanistan on a platter and keeping out their nemesis in Ashraf Ghani and his government. Uh, my third reason is that Pakistan does not want a, a chaotic and a violence, uh, violence and a full of violence periphery on the West because Pakistan stands for geoeconomics, economic connectivity and trade. So for that, Pakistan has tried a lot to engage with everyone to ensure that a, ta a Taliban-ruled Afghanistan does not come to the fore. They wa Pakistan wants an inclusive government in Afghanistan with the Taliban in it, and then that's it. So Pakistan would not want a Taliban uh, a Taliban takeover 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 of Afghanistan because it does not suit it does not suit its security and economic interest. All it wants is an inclusive government, including the Taliban, so that uh, there is peace and stability in Afghanistan. And as a rational actor, this makes perfect sense. And this is why Pakistan, especially under Prime Minister Imran Khan, has engaged with every actor, regardless of whether it was anti-Pakistan or pro-Pakistan, whether it was pro-Taliban or anti-Taliban. So, so this is this set of reasons are very important for everybody to understand, because. Uh, fairly and squarely blaming Pakistan is perhaps um, emanating out of 
a preconceived notion about Pakistan's relations with the Taliban, which is not the case. So I will stop here. Yeah, thanks, Ali. Um, and I agree with you um, that we cannot, we should not blame for pa Pakistan directly for the Taliban takeover in the sense that, uh, indeed, we should attribute it to the collapse of Afghan, the Afghan state uh, and the longstanding structural deficiencies, uh, including corruption within the Afghan security forces, as well as the inability of the U.S. to uh, help address those problems. But quite frankly, I think that we knew need to spread some blame around. Um, you know, this whole story did not begin um, just a few weeks ago. Um, I've always regarded Pakistan as an indirect party to the conflict. Just because Pakistan helped establish the Taliban, it was one of its few sponsors from its earliest days. And Pakistan for quite some time did provide sanctuary to Taliban leaders and assistance to Taliban fighters. And all of the academic literature shows that whenever insurgencies enjoy uh, a cross-border sanctuary, they never lose. So I, I would sum up by, by acknowledging your argument and saying that I agree with you in many levels, that we really do need to fault the Afghan state and the Americans. But there's a broader story here, um, a broader history here that suggests to me that, uh, unfortunately, in previous years, Pakistan's support for the Taliban enabled the Taliban to get to the point where it had in the last few years, where it was able to get very strong, seize a lot of territory, and then eventually getting to the point where uh, the Afghan uh, government and the military was, wasn't able to deal with it and basically let the Taliban waltz into, um, waltz into Kabul. So bottom line is I agree with you, but on the other hand, I think that we need to look at a broader historical context too. So uh, with that... I'll, uh, oh, I'll yeah. just, I just need to say one thing. Never from 1994 till the fall of Kabul in 96, Pakistan extended any kind of support to the Taliban. Thank you very much.